Those who dream by day are cognizant of many things which escape those who only dream by night. Little Edgar Allan Poe for you on this Halloween morning. Good morning. Good to be with you this morning. Hey, good morning, lovely people of the planet. This is Jeffo. This is the Morning Ride Pedal Powered Podcast. I am just a dude on a bicycle, <laughs> on a very cold morning on a bicycle. And I'm just talking through how I'm trying to evolve as a filmmaker, poet, and human being. This is kind of part of my big ride. I appreciate you being on it with me. All right, so show of hands. How many of you are here for the first time? All right, I see you. Thanks for showing up. Really appreciate you being here this time. So that was a little Edgar Allan Poe for us. Halloween is not a, a big deal in my mind. I mean, it's a big deal in my mind, but it's not a big deal personally to me. I'm not one for dressing up and uh, warding off evil spirits, I guess. No, actually, I am one for warding off evil spirits. We even made this concoction called Nocino. It's a Catholic Italian tradition. Probably goes back before that even. Basically a mixture of primarily walnuts, unripened walnuts, oranges, and herbs infused with alcohol, vodka in this case. It's actually a cool story. I think I told you this last year, maybe. We have a couple of walnut trees in our yard and had to cut one of them down. The other one looks like it may not make it another year, which I'm really bummed about. Huge selling point of the house was the walnut trees, but we will go on and help restore the environment at Sunset Grove with something else. Anyway, it's called Nochino. The basic story is that on uh, the Nativity of St. John the Baptist Day, which is like June 23, 22, it's right after solstice, summer solstice, is the day that, 28th? Man, I don't remember. It's the day that ancient folks are from a couple thousand years ago found that the herbs were the most potent if they picked them on that day. They would harvest unripened walnuts that had fallen to the ground. They'd make this tincture and then you would drink it on All Hallows Eve or Halloween and uh, basically it was to uh, ward off evil spirits and help keep you healthy through the winter. That was the whole idea of it. So it was a sacramental superstition of sorts. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Everyone is dressed like mummies today. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I think it's just cold. It's like 25 degrees. Now, it's going to get up to about 45 this afternoon. So for all of you who are bicycle commuters or trying to work out bicycle commuting, this is a weird time of year. 
if you live somewhere dry that there's a huge temperature fluctuation throughout the day it's like it's 25 now 45 later in case you missed that two seconds ago when i said it <laughs> but basically i like one set of gloves for around 25 is when i kind of put on my beefier gloves beefier i hate using meat and sports metaphors so it goes but i put on my heavier gloves not my super heavy gloves those come on they're like negative five we haven't had that kind of weather here in a i don't think we've had that kind of weather here since we've been here in the seven, last seven years but basically oh This time of year, I ride with two pairs of gloves. Two pairs of gloves. Not right and left, but two sets of right and left. Two pair, two pair of pairs of gloves. Anyway, you get the point. So this afternoon when it warms up, I'll take off a layer underneath here and also use the other gloves. Hey, good morning. which will be very nice because then I won't be too over warm this afternoon and not too cold this morning. Like I've said, I do rely on the aerobic activity of bicycling to keep me warm generally. So wear a windproof shell and like a long sleeve underlayment, underlayment, undergarment. Hey, good morning. <clears throat> So that's a bike riding tip for the day. Basically, you gotta carry more gear this time of year than any other time of year, except when it's raining and cold. And then you gotta carry that much more gear. Cause then like you gotta change clothes fully. Like I change out into a t-shirt and shirt when I get into the office, but I don't change my pants. If it gets really cold, I'll start wearing my snow pants. But again, that's it's gotta be like, you know, right around zero degrees to get into that kind of dedication to riding. So this morning, here is a, a tip, a personal experience, personal testimony maybe, is that what you'd call that? Hey, good morning. About the importance of reading. Did I really just forget the name of the book? Gosh, how many times do I do that? It's by Ed Burns. It's on independent filmmaking. Independent Ed. The 12 Happiest Days of My Life, I think is the name of it. And it's about Ed Burns, the writer, director, and actor. I've seen him in a lot of films. Brothers McMullen, She's the One, Fighting Fitzpatrick's, Fighting Fitzgerald's, um, Fitzgerald Family Christmas. Uh, sidewalks in New York, a lot of uh, indie dramas, and in a lot of ways, yeah, I mean, Clerks was a true like indie film in the sense of independent kind of storyline, new kind of story. I mean, it's a buddy movie for sure, but ooh, tiny wall ride. Got a lot in the pan ears. 
basically I'm carrying the backpack to keep me warm and keep a little bit of my electronic gear in. I've been sticking everything else in the panniers this time, this time of day. This time of day. This time of year with the back thing going on. We're getting that worked out in physical therapy. Man, went on Monday for the first time to physical therapy. It's amazing. Folks over at, uh, what is it? Therapeutic Associates. Is that right? They're fantastic. I'm so impressed. Anyway, so the importance of reading, right. The thing is, is that when we're stuck, when I'm stuck, I never know where I'm gonna get unstuck. And I was reading through Ed Burns' book last night. Been uh, not drinking these days, which is awesome. Actually, I'm on the fast again, just so that everyone knows. Because a lot of people like talking about the fast, private messages and such. It's a super cool thing. I'm really grateful I found that. But here's what Ed Burns was saying about this film. He had made a couple and he was uh, kind of in limbo about a couple of projects. So he's talking about this little film that he wanted to make. I wanted to keep it real. I wanted to look at the dreamers who couldn't articulate their dreams. They just knew that there was more to life than what they were living. They had a burning desire to get out of their hometown, but no idea where to go or what to do. So that's the first part. That hit me hard. Um, this wasn't going to be a movie where the ordinary working class person who dreams of being a painter, novelist, or rock star, and halfway through the movie pulls out the old typewriter out of the closet, sits down, and writes the masterpiece. The people in my story were stuck in a rut. Same bleep different day, or long time, nothing new. And that was his working title, long time, nothing new. Um, but man, that really hit me. This idea of dreamers who couldn't articulate their dream, but they just wanted out. And even if some of us get out of the situation that we were wanting to dream ourselves out of, we still couldn't articulate, I couldn't articulate the dream. I've always wanted to be a writer. Now, that has I have since evolved that dream. I mean, I know now that I just want to be a creative. I would love to be independently creative, that is, that my creative projects sustain me fiscally as well as my life, my life work. <laughs> so I love being creative and that is such a possible easy thing to do. Now, this wasn't as possible back in 1989 when I got out of high school, not even so much in 95 when I moved to California. But what happened in California was eventually I got a job working for the Napa Valley Symphony. I was the box office manager, donations manager, the data manager. And I ended up loving working in the arts. I had no idea that there was a job working in the arts because the part of Arkansas I grew up in, there weren't arts organizations. So there were no jobs. You were a musician in the symphony, which was 90 people in the state of half a million. Or you were a church musician, and I got to do that, which was very fulfilling. But the point is, let's get back to the point, Jeffrey. The point is, I couldn't articulate that I wanted to be an artist and didn't know how. And so I couldn't commit to figuring out how to be an artist. What happened was I had this surrogate thing that continued into becoming a career, 
because at the symphony, I got into some database work there. And then this thing called the web came around. And then I got into web design. And then I got into building online databases for people. And then all of a sudden, I was doing something, working with people in the arts, which I loved. Hey, good morning. I was doing a job which I was good at, which fulfilled me, which caused, uh, which created a lot of interaction points with other interesting people. Primarily, I worked for arts organizations in the San Francisco Bay Area when I was doing web design and development. And that was hugely satisfying for me. And I didn't realize this still isn't my dream. This is the incidental life of not having an articulated dream. So my buddy Brandon here at work at, in the office, he is brilliant at this. He can see a thing and he knows how to go after it or, or he knows that's the thing. He can articulate it in a way. Now I can do that in certain areas, but not in my personal life. So like, I can't see me. I don't know what it is. Part of what I think it was is I've been writing for two days about this is that I think I'm not worthy of my dream. I think I can't make it. Part of this is I grew up at a time where I was freaking told that. Yeah, become an engineer. That's where your aptitude is. And then do an art, do art on the side. That's like, well, that's ridiculous if you're an artist because I don't want to be an engineer. And so I've done that for a great many years. <clears throat> Ended up at UAA in the, the greatest career moment of my life getting to be the in charge of the websites and social media and everything electronic communication for the for the university I loved that so much and I felt like I felt like I had arrived career-wise it's like this is what I want to do but I was also going to graduate school for poetry you know so it's like I was still not trusting myself fully so here in Idaho now I'm grateful because I've got this job as a specialist again, uh, working in communications, which I love, but working in video, which is still, you know, there's so many aspects of it, so many ways for me to get better. And so that has kind of, again, become a surrogate for my primary dream of, I want to be an artist. And now there's no excuse. You know, we got the web, we got, we got a ton of ways for an individual artist to make, to make a living. And I'm, I'm scared to do it. So my thing is, how do I t articulate the dream in a way that can make it actionable? <clears throat> and this is where your friends come in. So my brother Ethan came to me a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, and said, I want to help you make your first film. Now, Ethan is an entrepreneurial businessman, and he is testing out all kinds of ideas all the time, which is fantastic. And I love hearing about it, because again, I'm not a businessman as such, and I can be pragmatic about finances, but it doesn't make me a businessman. So he said he wants to help. He wants to help hold me accountable for keeping the script on time and all of these kinds of things. 
That makes me so nervous. So like, I think it's time to pull that trigger, man. I just came to that right now, this morning. You guys are with me <laughs> as this event occurred. So thanks for being with me this morning. I really appreciate your support out there. Uh -oh. It really does mean a lot that you're on the ride with me this morning. So part of the thing is articulating the dream. And then I read this other thing yesterday and I could not find it. So I don't know what, where it's from, but a, a guy was talking to a woman and she kept saying that she wants to be a screenwriter. She wants to be a screenwriter. She wants to be a screenwriter. And so he said, okay, go through everything that you've done in the last 24 hours. And she listed everything off. Not one of them had anything to do with screenwriting. He saw her again two weeks later. Yeah, I'm still wanting to be a screenwriter. Okay, what have you done in the last two weeks since we talked last toward your goal of screenwriting? She had done nothing. So this is just to say that there is a certain amount of A certain amount of the dream is in the doing, right? So I've been really working hard on a couple of short film scripts because um, I just need to get out and do some projects. Um, I haven't produced a personal video in a long time. So I need to get out and I'll count the podcast folks because this is just documentation on a crappy GoPro. <laughs> I was about to say I don't care what it looks like, but I do care that it looks like crap, but there's nothing I can do about that. There's nothing I'm going to do about that. I'm sorry, I could do something about it. There's nothing I'm going to do about it. So, to use a metaphor from our podcast here, let's get through these folks. To use the metaphor from our podcast here is if you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. Whatever your bike is, maybe it's making independent films, maybe it's writing more poems or making music, whatever your ride is, I hope that you can find a way to articulate it. And if you do, let me know, man, because I really need help with this. One of the problems with this podcast I'm realizing is that I, hey, right behind you, is that I'm primarily only talking about things that I've not yet accomplished. And generally, what people talk about in a podcast that makes it compelling is things that they do well and they are sharing how they do the thing well that we're attracted to, right? So I've kind of incidentally, again, I keep incidentally running into careers, uh, you know, running into everything, everything in my life. It just seems incidental these days. And uh, all I want to be doing is writing poems and making movies so I need to be doing that <laughs> it's so simple what is my problem anyway folks I really really appreciate each and every one of you for helping me as I'm working through all of this and part of that is for being on the ride with me this morning really appreciate it hey if you love riding a bicycle get out on a bicycle this is the only ride we get I'm very grateful to be on it with you. I'm grateful that we're helping one another out. If you have any tips for me, 
send them to at J-E-F-F-O-F-F-E-J, Twitter, Instagram, Jeffo at JeffreyOliver.com. Ooh, isn't that kind of beautiful? And let me know. Hey, hope you have a great weekend. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloweening. And we will see you on Monday.